podcast is brought to you by our friends at Organifi. Organifi.com slash muscle to get hooked up with 20% off. Ladies and gents, greens and reds should be part of your day. In my opinion, if you're not taking your greens and reds, there's a slight chance you may not be getting all the nutrients you need. Certainly men, when we speak of taking reds, we're looking at berries, looking at beets and such. Getting enough of those nutrients is very important to optimize for cardiovascular function, ultimately nitric oxide delivery, whether that be for muscle pumps or erectile function. And as far as greens, I just like to take greens because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I know that I'm covering my bases when it comes to all of my vitamins and ultimately tastes pretty darn good as well. And sometimes at night, I throw back one of their Organifi Gold. It comes in three fantastic flavors. It comes in the original, which I strongly suggest. It comes in pumpkin spice. It also comes in chocolate. This is loaded with adaptogen mushrooms and anti-inflammatory spices to just really calm down the nervous system. And, and when I had the owner of Organifi come on the podcast, he said, it's, it's like a mushroom made love to Christmas. And I'm like, that's probably a pretty good description of this. And at less than $2 a serving with our discount, it is an incredibly valuable addition to your team. Ladies and gents, that's Organifi.com slash muscle, a company that was very well known for their greens and now has expanded to reds, golds, proteins, and beyond. Head over to Organifi.com slash muscle. Use the code muscle to get hooked up with 20% off. And now enjoy the show. We're all facing a very small number of similar challenges. The human mind, human condition, the way society shapes us, oftentimes confines us into a box. And that box ultimately is what forms our beliefs, it reforms our identity, it reforms uh, our you know, outcomes ultimately. So I wanted to, to personally take a different approach. Rather than thinking of like goal setting and like what are, the, what are all the new things I can do, I started having a conversation with myself it's like, well, we all have 24 hours in a day. We're awake for 16. We have a 16-hour uh, window to make the most of what we can. And so I said, okay, what do I need to do to become a more effective human in everything I do? So I'm looking for these high leverage items, right? So like you could say, oh, I can go do a workout. Does that make me a more effective human, right? So it's not just the event itself. It's the downstream effects of the event, right? Does that make sense? So if I had to go do a weight workout, a weight workout could be done, Cole, this is a perfect example. A weight workout could be done that is only a weight workout. And I get the benefit of the weights. Maybe I build some muscle. Maybe I burn some calories. Weight workout can also be done in a way that has residual long-term benefits to improving character, to improving mindset, to improving confidence. Everyone agree with that? What's the difference? The, the mental framing that you carry with it, right? Just like, like we talked about, Cole, like climbing the mountain, with a shitty attitude and a, and, a, and a victim attitude versus one that's empowered. So if I want to become a more effective human, I have to start thinking on this high level on how can I take this thing I'm already doing and learn to experience the or, or extrapolate the full benefit of this experience or from this experience so that it not only makes me better in this moment where I get the benefit of the experience, but I, I transcend beyond. So I created a list of 21 things that I thought I could implement into my life right now that would make me a more effective human. You guys want to hear them? Anybody interested in hearing those? Good. Yeah. So I think this applies to everybody. And I can walk through them. And I'm not going to spend too much time on each one because I want to get to the time to be respectful of your time. But 
I thought it'd be very relevant for us to walk through them. And I, and I stayed within the, well, some of them, I stayed within the confines of what we're doing, the training stuff, but I also did some things significantly outside of it. And I'd suggest if you guys are interested, I'd consider taking, taking notes. So in no particular order, right? I'm going to start with the things that are most relevant to our group because it's important. If I want to become a more effective human, I want to pay attention to my cardiovascular health and endurance. Why? Nothing to do with cardio, nothing to do with fat burning, right? Even though maybe fat burning is, makes me a more effective human, right? If I'm leaner, I'm a more effective human. That's on the list too. Cardiovascular fitness improves your ability to recover. It improves your ability to sleep. It improves your ability to be resilient to stress. It improves your ability to, to uh, utilize nutrients. So it's not just like the thing itself. It's all the other side benefits. And I know a 5% increase in cardiovascular fitness could mean a 50% increase in effectiveness as, human, as a human. That's a high leverage item, right? Let's add that to the list. So number two on the list, I have strength. You guys will all acknowledge strength is never a weakness, right? Just to quote Mark Bell. Strength is always a good thing. It's a high leverage item. I want to be strong as a human because weakness can be a detriment, right? Being a weak human doesn't make you better. Being strong can absolutely make you better. And it's physically strong. But what, is, what else comes with being physically strong, right? If I, if I see somebody and I know they're physically strong, what do I automatically know about them? There's, there's some automatic unconscious or conscious assumptions I can make, right? I can probably assume that person's pretty courageous, Right? Why, why would I say courageous? Well, they're willing to get under some, some load. They're, yeah, they're disciplined. Right? What else can we think about them? What else can we automatically assume? Yeah, they're a hard worker. Yeah, these are all, these are all very likely. Are they a certain? No. Fearless, focused. Yeah, dedicated. Right. So there's a lot of things that we can assume just by saying, hey, I've increased my strength. I'll tell you what, I've been training this young athlete. And this really was one of the primary um, kind of catalysts for me having this conversation. He said, Ben, I want to compete in September. He's never competed before. And so I said, okay, what would I want this guy to do if I wanted him to do well in his competition and be a more effective human? Because I know that's his objective. He doesn't care about competing. He just wants to compete to set a goal. So it's like, okay, what would, we, what would be the highest leverage thing we could get out of this, this competition if we know the end result of the competition really doesn't matter. I think for a lot of you guys, this body transformation is probably very similar. That is, is the end result the goal? No, it's the person you become in the process. So as you're thinking all these, these variables of how to become a more effective human, take that mental framing. Where you end up at the end of this time together is effectively irrelevant. The greatest thing you take out of our time together is the, the person you become in the process, right? So the mental framing has to become... Am I leaning in when it's difficult? Am I showing courage when it's hard? Am I developing my discipline and character, right? Am I showing dedication and commitment? This is the ultimate win that comes out of this coaching program for anyone, should you choose to take that on, right? But the mental framing has to be there first. You can't end up at the end of the transformation and go, yeah, I got a good physical transformation, but I'm not happy, right? If that happens, whose fault is that? It has to be yours, right? It's like, yeah, I got the result, but it actually happens. I got the result, but I'm not happy. Yeah, no shit, you're not happy. So taking that mindset of going, okay, in this moment, when I'm going to have to wake up in the morning and do my cardio, when I'm going to have to eat the food that maybe, you know, everyone else is eating pizza and I can eat chicken, 
when I have to do the, you know, I don't know, do the workout, I get to do the workout, right? What is the mindset you're going to take with you? The third one, which I, I, I briefly mentioned already, but worth mentioning again, is uh, getting lean, being very lean. Being lean is a huge advantage as a human, not just because you're more attracted to the opposite sex, but because your body functions more effectively, your hormones are better, your strength is going to be better, your recovery is going to be better, your estrogen is going to be lower. So being lean is always an advantage. So if I want to be a more effective human, I want to be lean. I want to be as lean as I possibly can, right? So that's another one to add to that list. So I, the next one I wrote is a, is a broad stroke one. It's optimal health, which means well-functioning body, well-functioning mind, well-functioning organs, and well-functioning cells. I always go down all the way to the level of the cell. The next one I would say, if I want to become an effective human, is I should probably think about meditation. And I just did a hour long uh, talk on meditation prior to this and all the benefits that come with meditation. So I'll, I'll spare you guys the, the long talk about meditation. Of course, we can chat about it if anyone chooses, but the benefits go so far beyond, you know, simply what people imagine to be the benefits of meditation. There's so much value in simply becoming present in the moment and eliminating the the racing mind and being present in the body and the sensations and the hearing and the seeing and the feeling being present in those, in those emotions or those sensations runs very deep in its benefit. Okay. I'm going to breathe, breeze through some of them here because some of them are, are things you already know. If I want to be an effective human, I need to sleep well. If I need to be an effective human, I want to have a breathing practice. Does anyone here have a breathing practice? Nice. So not very many. Good. Yeah. So why would I suggest a breathing practice? Like, Ben, we all breathe. Why do I need to practice breathing? Does anyone ever think that? There's three facets, three kind of pillars to breathing. It's the breathing mechanics. So the, the way you breathe, it's breathing biochemistry, which is the interaction between oxygen and CO2. And it's the cadence, which is the, the duration in versus duration out. And so all of those things combine to give your brain inventory as to what's happening inside your body in this exact moment. So your brain is constantly taking inventory of what's happening in the body. And if I'm breathing like this, what, what is my brain, my brain perceiving? It's very different than if I'm breathing like this. Very different message unconsciously. What I encourage you, each of you to do is to learn how the breath controls your psychological and your physiological state. We've talked about this in the past. You guys want to get ready to train. You should not be in the same physiological or psychological state as if you're getting into your bed, right? We want to learn to control our physiology and the breath is the key. I think breath is probably the biggest opportunity that exists right now in performance. Here's another one. If I want to become a more effective human, I'm going to intentionally curate hard things, intentionally curate discipline. Why? I actually make those separate because discipline and hard things actually don't have to be the same. Intentionally doing hard things might look like, um, so everyone in my coaching group, uh, at least once every two weeks does something that makes them touch their maximum heart rate. You just got to get there. I don't care how you do it. I mean, we have, we have protocols, but every two weeks, you have to max out your heart rate. Why do I do that? One, because it's really freaking hard. 
Two, because cardiovascular fitness is very important. So we want to build in something. And listen, you can do it in 30 seconds, right? You may want to do a warm up, but if you go max out 100% effort for 30 seconds, 75% of you guys will hit your maximum heart rate. Some of you have to do it two, three, four times, but some of you guys will actually hit your maximum heart rate in 30 seconds. Why do we do it? Your heart needs to be able to do that. It's kind of like if you've ever, whatever the max you've ever deadlifted or squatted, you want to touch that every two weeks or so to make sure you can maintain it. You don't have to do it for huge amounts of volume. If you want to progress it, you have to do it for volume. If you want to maintain it, you just have to touch it. Okay. So in intentionally inducing hard things or, or intentionally curating hard things. Um, now, discipline, I think, is, is different. Obviously, could hard things could involve discipline, but discipline can be sticking to a plan. Discipline can be committing to something and following through on it. Discipline can be saying, I'm not going to eat the chocolate cake, not eating the chocolate cake. It's not necessarily hard things, it's discipline. So I think everyone should induce, intentionally introduce discipline. Oh, this is a big one. So if I want to be a more effective human, I want to have intentional silence and solitude. How many of you, know the answer, how many of you have a, a practice of solitude or silence? Because I can not do things and I can like be by myself in, and have nothing on, but like being intentional about how I'm going to approach that and just be like, I'm not, I'm going to sit here and not do anything, right? That's an interesting approach. Like for me, I really attempt to focus in on my senses. So like, yeah. So it's like, I'm really going to, I'm really going to experience the sensation of the moment. And that's just like, it's, it's the, it's the hearing, it's the seeing, it's like uh, the, the vastness of the moment, which is an interesting um, thought, isn't it? It's like this exact instance is so rich in experience, so rich in sensation, so rich in information, so rich in, in beauty, if you just are willing to sit in it and experience it. Does that make sense, everybody? Like in every moment, there's so much beauty in what you can hear and what you can feel in your body, you can feel your heartbeat and what you can see. If you slow down enough to take it all in, but we're usually so busy, we miss the nuance of the instant. And the reason I think this is relevant to you guys, the reason I share this stuff is because imagine you take that level of, of focus and acuity into your workouts and you, you, you intentionally become present inside of your body and deeply experience what you're experiencing in your body. Your ability to go further and further and further and ultimately not stop because of distraction or you know, discomfort um, becomes a huge opportunity. So this kid I was talking about, the opportunity that exists for him, who's preparing for this contest in September, the opportunity that exists for him to become a more effective human is just like exciting to me, right? Because I can watch you guys train. I can watch every one of you train and tell you something about your personality, tell you a lot about your personality probably, right? I can watch the way your body moves. I can watch the way your eyes move. I can watch your posture. And I can tell you enormous amounts about your character and your personality from watching the way you move and watching the way you train. That's interesting. So if I can do it, never having talked to you guys or seen you before, imagine what the possibility is for yourself, knowing yourself, to, to see your natural tendencies to want to skirt out a little bit when it gets hard to see your natural tendency to get lazy or get distracted or you name the possible 
um, characteristic, right? Imagine that. So I encourage each, of, each and every one of you guys to create a practice of silence and just be this idea of, of being rather than always having to do is a powerful, powerful framing. Few things here, and many of these are very personal for me, and many of them are, are very general. Now, this one is <laughs> ironic that I'm saying this here, but the abstinence from what we'll call hedonic ple- pleasures, right? And so if I want to become now, this is not something that's you know set in stone, but abstaining from things that you know are, I don't know, maybe not necessarily healthy for you. Drinking, drugs, excessive food, um, whatever, right? There's value in that as a human. There's value in abstaining from hedonistic pleasures. That's not saying you always have to do it. But to become a more effective human, I like the idea of discipline in, in terms of abstinence from these you know, unnecessary pleasures. Following through on, uh, sorry, what, what has an impact on making me a more effective human? Uh, following through on my word is a is a huge one. That makes me more effective. I do that. I develop confidence in myself. Other people develop confidence in me. Always a work in progress. Scheduling time to think. Reading. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Learning. Always learning. Courses. Mentorship. Next one I think all of us could benefit from. Scheduling our lives. Goal-directed behavior. Now, this one is, uh, I've, I've been kind of, I've been thinking about this one a lot lately. The, the necessity of goal-directed behavior in life as always having a North Star, right? Always having something to move toward, I think is very, very powerful. And I think the most effective humans I know always have some objective they're working for, working toward in multiple areas of their life. So goal-directed behavior, all, everyone on this call is, is goal-directed. So give yourself a pat on the back because you wouldn't be here if you wouldn't if you weren't. Deadlines. So same idea, goal-directed behavior and deadlines. Another thing that makes me a really effective human is my network, your network. I wrote surrounding yourself with great humans and building a great team, building a great network, eliminating distractions. Now, this is a big one. So I wanted to end on that one on purpose because it seems as though, and you guys could all pipe in on this if you have any insights and feedback. It seems as though effectiveness in life is almost always, not always, but almost always, more about removing the thing that holds you back than it is more aggressively pursuing your goals. So if you guys were to go through that list of things I just put put out and just remove the things that, that distract you from moving in the, in the direction of your goals, the likelihood of you achieving your goals, even though you're not moving fast, becomes much greater. Example, how many of you this morning first woke up and picked up your phone? How many of you spend more time on social media than you do reading? Yeah. How many of you do things that you know you shouldn't? You do them anyways. We all do. And that's the idea of like, how then do we learn to eliminate distracting behaviors in order to focus on what's important? If we just didn't do the distracting thing, the amount of time we have in the day is unbelievable, right? The distractions become removed. We become so highly effective. So that's my list of how to become more highly effective. Now, it's not like it wasn't meant to be sexy, right? Because being more effective isn't always about being sexy. Sometimes it's about doing the really, really simple things consistently. 
So I encourage each and every one of you guys, as you wake up tomorrow, as you go to bed tonight, to ask yourself, what are three things I can do in this next 24-hour period to be a more effective human, right? And I like the terminology. I like the phrasing, more effective, because as I said to begin with, some of those things have downstream benefits. So if I wake up early, am I more effective? That's a question you should ask yourself. Because I am, you might not be. If you don't get enough sleep, you're a less effective human. If you train too much and don't eat, are you more effective or less effective? If you overeat, are you more effective or less effective? Right? If you, I don't know, don't move in the day, are you more effective or less effective? If you treat other people poorly, are you more effective or less effective? I don't know. You guys think about it. I know that if I am emotionally charged from someone else's, from some, some, interaction I had, I'm definitely not more effective. You? Curious. Most of the beliefs that are holding us back are the ones we don't even know are there, right? It's like when you're a fish and you're swimming in a fishbowl, you don't realize that you're in a fishbowl. <laughs> you don't realize you're in, you're in water, you know? Um, I think that's a challenging one. And I think, man, the key for me in that is like always surrounding myself with people that are brighter than myself and, and like doing my best to question my own bullshit. And I know that there's definitely blind spots, man. Like I see them coming up all the time. I was like, oh, damn. I think for me, I'm very blessed. And I continue to be more blessed, I think, every day of my life to be surrounded by people who are, who are just brilliant and challenge me and um, make me think differently. And I'm always putting myself in situations that uh, force me, for lack of a better word, require that I grow. And I think that's a really good way to start challenging yourself because when you continuously run into the same roadblock over and over again, or you see something repeating, the same habit repeating, you're like, oh, this must be me and not the situation, right? Yeah. So that's a really good way to start going, what beliefs do I have here that are holding me back unconsciously or otherwise? Thanks for listening to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. For full episode guides with important takeaways and bonus resources, head over to muscleintelligence.com slash learn. If you enjoy the show and find value in the content, please subscribe, share this podcast with at least one person you know and love who would benefit from this content. Leave us a review and support our sponsors. You can see the full list of show sponsors, discounts, and get exclusive Muscle Intelligence deals at muscleintelligence.com slash resources. To join our private community and get VIP access to my masterclasses, upcoming muscle camps and other resources that we don't post anywhere else, head to muscleintelligence.com slash community. Most of all, thank you very much for your trust, for your time, and most importantly, for supporting health and fitness in this world. Enjoy your day. and I look forward to seeing you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Bikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.